Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yes! Brand new Bang and I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. So many sick fucks, so little time. That's right, so many sick fucks, so little time. The docket is full. I need to clear the docket on some fantastic, magical, wacky, wonderful, sick fucks. Plus, I break down the John Gruden NFL fallout, and we have the Western Conference preview, the NBA Western Conference preview, the most detailed yet most entertaining Western Conference preview. You can get all that more in a smash mouth, hour-long Museum quality, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles, Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real proper. But most importantly, start this puppy off with something real funky. This, this is the I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Oh, yes, yes. Damn it. 
brand new Bang and I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. <laughs> the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is in Sukasa. Oh, yes. The name is uh, Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Captain Kalitis from the Caucasus Mountains, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta. And you are now rocking with the the very best, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the world's most disruptive podcast. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption, the Zone of Disruption. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the world's only podcast that prides itself on absolutely positively 0.0 fact-checking. Yes. Hope everybody's feeling good. I hope everybody's feeling Safe. I hope everybody's feeling sane. You gotta, gotta keep your fucking sanity. You got to keep your fucking sanity out here. You have to survive and advance. Who would have thought during October we'd be talking about surviving and advancing? But that's when it all started. That is where it all started in March. March Madness. We took the term survive and advance. And made it a way of life, yes. Anyway, I got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot to talk about today. Uh, first of all, we're doing some sick fucks off the top, okay? Award-winning I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast segment, the sick fuck of the week. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been struggling with some voice issues, but I feel like... <clears throat> I feel like I'm almost I feel like I'm 88%. I don't feel like I have the strength and stamina of my voice totally back, but I feel like right now I'm 88%. I appreciate everybody DMing, emailing, checking in about my voice. I'm fine. I've checked everything. Oh my god. As I told you, when, when I tell you I go to see Dr. Fishman, like I did last week, and he had his, his finger knuckle deep up my ass, I'm not just saying that for effect, okay? I'm not just saying that for, a, for effect. He, he goes in there knuckle deep to check that prostate. And if you're, if you're over 50, you need to get that prostate checked. I think maybe it's over 45. I don't know. I don't fact check. I don't care. To be honest, I know I've been getting my prostate checked for a few years now, and it ain't never fun. It ain't never sweet. It's never enjoyable. It's never relaxing. It's never anything that you, you're able, you're comfortable with. The chatting, the talking. And as I said uh, on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, when I went to go see my doctor, and he checked my prostate last week. He asked me to lay on the bench, the table, and curl up sideways. He said, bring your, bring your knees to your chest and turn over on your side. You know how fucking humiliating that is? Just that. That me and a older gentleman are in a room, just the two of us, I have a gown that's open on the outside and I have to bring my knees up to my chest. 
We used to do it where I'd stand up, which is not good either. Like, essentially, like, it's not doggy style, but, you know, hitting it from the back. God damn it. That's, that's what that stance is. Hitting it from the back. But he, for some reason, he didn't want to do that. He had me curl up like a little fragile little thing on the doctor's table so he could go knuckle deep all up in my ass. Damn it. Sorry. For those of you listening to the first time, and there are plenty of listeners. I'm in these streets. I'm on the streets of New York. A lot of people listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, new listeners around the world. We are no longer behind a paywall. The entire world, every state, every fucking country can listen to the worldwide phenomenon that is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Uh, If you're listening, you might go, why is this guy in the first five minutes of a museum quality episode, why is he talking about his older gentleman doctor friend going knuckle deep? Because I've been sick, folks. Haven't even been, you know what it is? I, had, I have a staph infection. That's, that's what it was that was fucking up my voice, a staph infection. You might go, oh, that's serious. It's just, I'm not going to take my doctor's advice from anybody but my doctor. And I got good ones, all Jew doctors. I'm not objecting an Asian doctor, black doctor, a Latin American doctor, a Brazilian doctor. I don't care. But my doctors right now, currently all Jew doctors. I got, I got Orthodox Jew doctors. I got regular Jew doctors. But that's just what I fuck with, Jew doctors. Again, you give me some other doctors that are not Jews, I'll explore that. But I'm, I'm good right now with just, just my Jew doctors. Okay? Just my Jew. If I want to take a, a karate lesson, I'm probably going to go to an Asian karate master. Okay? Jiu-jitsu, most likely they'll have some... Uh, connections to Brazil. That's just the way it is. You want to go to a pasta-making class? You don't go to Jenny Smith. You go to Franco Badabunchi. That's who you want to go to get your pasta lesson from. You want to learn how to make a sauce? You go to Vinnie Babaruch. You don't go to uh, Billy Weinstein. Okay? Point is, is that they diagnosed me with a staph infection... That's what was fucking up my voice. I've been on the antibiotics. I know, don't do the antibiotics. Everybody knows everything. Everybody's got a fucking opinion. My wife is the bodyguard. Please, if you have opinions, send them. If you have thoughts about antibiotics, send them. I'm not going to listen. I I appreciate the, the care, the thoughts, the fact that you would even think twice about worrying about my health, I sincerely appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I go to the Jew doctors and my wife. My doctors say, your wife, she, she's good. She don't fuck around. And I go, no, she don't fuck around. She goes in there with the computer. She's telling them this. She's telling them that. She's telling them everything. She don't fuck around. My wife is Kevin Costner. My wife is the bodyguard. My wife is man on fire. My wife is fucking Denzel. You get past her, have at me. But she ain't going to let nothing happen to me. With none of these doctors, Jewish, Asian, Puerto Rican, or everything in between. So I have the staph infection. 
I'm on the antibiotics, feeling better, sounding better. You know, I'm Captain Colitis from the Caucasus Mountains. Those colitis medicines I took, that Remicade, and that other one. In my opinion, they did a fucking, they did a number on my system. Okay. Anyway, I'm excited that I'm feeling good. Suck not having my voice, suck struggling, but we are moving on to greener pastures, more disruptive pastures. Yes. Also on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast today, we got to talk about John Gruden, this whole fallout, all this craziness uh, that's going on in the NFL. And then we are going to break down the Western Conference, the Western Conference only for the most extensive detailed, and entertaining. Listen, Wojciechowski and these fucking guys, 75 million other basketball podcasts, unless they actually played, who cares? This is going to be the most extensive, detailed, yet entertaining Western Conference breakdown uh, on Monday, Tuesday. I'll break down the Eastern Conference, and then it's time to play some basketball. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. basketball. Number one, Earth's flow. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Just like out the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley oop. I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Cause it's basketball. But Mr. Curtis Blow. You hear Curtis Blow. And I'll give you guys a little, a little inside information, a little inside trading information. As of now, as of today, all plans are in action. Everything is set for me, the gringo mandingo, Captain Kalitis, the disruptive warrior, to be courtside, you fuck. Not in the second row. No disrespect to the second row. Not in the third row. No disrespect to the third row. For me, Michael Rappaport, to be courtside with the feet on the wood, touching the fucking parquet floor of Barclays opening day. 4 p.m. when the Brooklyn Nets play the Charlotte Hornets and Lomelo Ball. What the fuck? You hear the wood. My feet are going to be on the wood as of now. No, anything could happen. Things could change. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. But I fucking love the listeners of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And my guy, who as of now is taking me to... Opening night, opening afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern time at Barclays. He's listening. And I don't want to fuck anything up. Let's just say, let's just leave it at that. But I will be on that fucking wood. Oh, yes. I'm just trying to figure out what sneakers I should wear to the game. That's what I'm really trying to figure out is what sneakers should I wear to opening day of the Brooklyn Nets versus the Charlotte Hornets in Brooklyn. Of course, the season starts next week, uh, but the Brooklyn Nets, led by 
<laughs> the three most unlikable players in the NBA, Kevin, the Spitter Durant, James, the Hamburger Harden, and Kuki Kyrie Irving will be playing against the Charlotte Hornets. And like I said, I am just trying to figure out what kicks to put on the wood. Oh, on that good wood. But before we uh, jump into the episode, the sick fucks, the John Gruden hypocrisy, and the Western Conference breakdown, I have to give a huge, huge shout out to longtime Rap-A-Pack member and father of one half of the Dust Brothers, Elliot Winter, who is probably, and we have some big, big, big fans He's probably our, our biggest fan. Elliot Winter, the father of Jordan Winter of the Dust Brothers, is retiring after 32 years. 32 fucking years and 50 years of a professional career. Congratulations. What a fucking accomplishment. I know you're listening now. Every Tuesday, every Friday, every emergency episode, You've been so supportive from day one. I know you text Jordan. You texted the Dust Brothers. You texted me. You reached out to me. You've been at the shows. You've been at live shows. You've been so supportive of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. This is not about me. This is not about your son, Jordan. This is about you. Congratulations on retirement. Working for your bank 32 years, 50 years of a professional career. Everybody should be so lucky to get to retire and rest. I know you're a Knicks fan. I'm not going to bullshit you, Elliot. We keep our expectations in check. I also know you're a Jets fan. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because this is a celebration of you. So I hope you enjoy all the bicycle rides on the pier, all your half-court basketball. The guy is still out there playing basketball. All the pickleball you can handle. And whatever the fuck else you feel like it, congratulations to you. Also, tell Janet and Jesse I said hello. Mr. Winter, congratulations and enjoy everything that you have coming to you. You've busted your ass and now you can chill the fuck out, Elliot Winter. Should be so lucky to be able to retire after busting your fucking hump that long. So happy when I heard that. Literally, so supportive. Every fucking episode, the first person we hear from is Mr. Winter. Um, without further ado, it's been a long time. I've missed him. You've missed him. Miles, Jordan, AK, the Bleach Brothers, AK, the Dust Brothers. Let me get the sick fuck of the week theme song. This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. She's really fucking sick, man. She's fucking wacky. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick fuck. That ain't supposed to be on a plane, you sick fuck. What are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. Well, what are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. Oh, yeah, you hear it. This is an award-winning segment, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week segment. Word up. This is a segment that is 
earned, not given. It is a segment that is earned yet, not given. No, we don't give it to anybody. We don't give it to any sick fuck. This is an award that is truly given to the best of the best, the sickest of the sickest. The certain sick fuck with, uh, how do the French say? Uh, uh, je ne sais quoi. I've been working on my French accent. I'll do it again. Uh, je ne sais quoi. That special it factor. That charisma. That something, something. That little thing that like Miles Davis had. He wasn't the best trumpeter. He was not the most skilled, technically sound trumpeter. But he was Miles Davis. He just has a fucking thing. So we're looking for the Miles Davis of sick fucks every single week. Let's jump right into it. Yes. Let's go to Santa Clara County in California. Sunny California. A sick fuck out here. Shannon O'Connor. Shannon O'Connor, a 47-year-old mother. A real sick wacko who has plucked. She's done a number on her eyebrows. I mean, she got her eyebrows so thin, looking so wacky on the yard. She looks nuts. She has been accused of hosting alcohol-fueled sex parties for her 14-year-old son and his friends so they could freak off 14-year-olds so she could watch. What? She would sit around and watch as minors drank, smoked weed, and freaked off. This is not funny. This is not cute. This is not dope. This is somebody's mother. 39 criminal counts, including felony, child abuse, sexual assault, and providing alcohol and that wacky tobacco to minors. And this is somebody's mother. Unfortunately, you going to jail. You going to jail for a nice, nice sit down. Damn, moving on. In Louisiana. Apparently, in Louisiana, they have a thing called Smack a Teacher Month. Where the students, like the Bottle Flip Challenge, like the, the Ice Bucket Challenge, like all these other stupid challenges, they challenge each other to make it to where? Where do you think? TikTok. And they videotape themselves smacking and or beating up teachers. They, they know who to do it to. They know who to do it to. Well, an 18-year-old student in Louisiana, in Covington, Louisiana, has been arrested for beating the shit out of a disabled, a 64-year-old disabled teacher. She didn't just smack her. She beat the shit out of the 64-year-old English teacher, a female, a female student did it. And what did the kids do? What did these stupid fucks do? You know what they did. They filmed it. They all filmed it so it could be in 3D, multiple angles, like a Michael Bay movie to put up on TikTok. Well, the guys who filmed it, they could be uh, possibly brought up on charges. And the 18-year-old, she's in jail. Lorena Jackson. She's in fucking jail. Her mugshot. She looks nuts and she's smiling. We'll see how long you're smiling for Miss Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real, to quote huh, Andre and Big Boy of Outcast. Moving on. 
We're going uh, way, way, way down under to New South Wales and Eastern Australia. Shout out to the Australian Rapper Pack. All you guys, Mars, everybody that fucks with the Iron Rapper Report Stereo Podcast in Australia. I hope you guys are good. I hope you guys are safe. I hope you guys are sane. Keep your fucking head on a swivel and keep it all together. Uh, down under two sick fucking Australian teenagers have been charged with allegedly, deliberately killing 14 kangaroos. I don't understand that language. Allegedly, deliberately. Let's just say deliberately. Allegedly. I understand now. These two sick fucking teenagers killed 14 kangaroos over the weekend. Six dead kangaroos, five adults, one baby. One, they killed a baby kangaroo in the Long Beach area. Eight dead kangaroos, seven adults, one baby were found nearby. You sick fucks you. You kangaroo killing cocksuckers. I would ILO these sick fucks, but I don't want to blow my voice out. I'm not going to do it. This is sick. You kangaroo killing cocksuckers, you. You miserable motherfuckers, you. This is, this is terrible. Now, I know kangaroos are not that friendly, but leave the fucking kangaroos alone. Two 17-year-old boys were arrested Monday night of this week, charged on Tuesday. I hope they got real, real, real laws to keep sick fucks like this in prison. And I hope your roommates in jail are animal lovers, you kangaroo killing cocksuckers. You moving on, moving to Florida. <laughs> you know there's never, ever going to be a sick fuck of the week segment without going to Florida. Is Florida in Sukasa? I'll say it again. Is Florida in Sukasa? A Florida teacher, a female Florida teacher... A woman in Florida, a 41-year-old Florida teacher in South Florida. I can't even pronounce her name. Her name's like Hayri. Miss Calvi. Let's just call her Miss Calvi. Her first name is Hayri. Hayri Calvi. Maybe it's Spanish. Maybe it's Russian. I don't know. This sick animal had sexual relations with a 15-year-old who she taught in the eighth grade in Doral, Florida, okay? And not only did this sick animal have relations with this 15-year-old, the teacher's pregnant. The 15-year-old skeeted because that's what 15-year-old do. They have no dick control. You know what that must have felt like? And the teacher's, she looked good. She aight. She aight. The teacher... Is I Miss Calvi is I. She's good enough to be fucking people her own age or at least over 21. You sick fuck you. Not only did she have sex with the 15-year-old, he went raw dog, and now you're pregnant, you dummy. You're going to jail, pregnant, you dummy. And when they found her, they found two guns, a Glock 43 and a 9mm. Or is that, a, is that one gun? A Glock 43 9mm in her car. Which she said, here's, here's the twist. If I could add more twists to this, belongs to her husband. God damn. 
Jesus Christ. So you're cheating on your husband. You're cheating on your husband with a 15-year-old. And not only are you cheating on your husband and cheating on your husband with a 15-year-old, you're cheating on a hu your husband with a 15-year-old who got you pregnant? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do except to put you on the list, the top of the list of the sick fucks of the week. Golly gee, damn it, moving on. Now, 99.9% .9 of the times, I say, if you look up the sick fucks that I'm talking about, if you look at their pictures, 99.9% .9 of the times, they look like sick fucks. Now, this teacher that I just mentioned who got pregnant by the 15-year-old, she don't look like a sick fuck. She looks like somebody you'd swipe right on or swipe left on. I don't know how you do it on Tinder. You'd be like, yeah, I approve of that. I hope she hits me up. She looks that good. My dude here that I'm talking about in Tennessee looks like a straight up sick fuck of the week. Uh, this gentleman, Damaris Pritchard of Tennessee, who works in Wendy's, um, didn't like the tone of a drive through customer who complained that his order was cold. Who knows what he said? We, who knows what the person said? My order's cold, motherfucker. Uh, you fucked up my order. Yo, fix my cheeseburger. Yo, my taco supreme. Yo, my curly fries are fucked up. Who knows? This sick fuck didn't say, oh, I'll, I'll fix your order. This sick fuck didn't say, uh, uh, wait over there. We'll, we'll get you another order with an extra large milkshake. No, this sick fuck threw hot oil in a metal pan at the victim. Uh, the man uh, in the drive-thru uh, who got the hot oil thrown, that's some Al Green shit. Al Green's wife burnt him with some, some grits. The great Al Green soul singer. I mentioned Bobby Womack the other day. Al Green's alive. The great Al Green, Reverend Al Green. Um... And his wife, he found Jesus when his wife hit him with them hot grits. Uh, but I'm not going to deep dive into uh, the greatness of Al Green. But, shit. If, if you want to make yourself a nice soul playlist, put on, as a beginner, the best of Al Green, the best of Bobby Womack, and the best of Curtis Mayfield, and you're good. You're good for a long time. You're straight. That kind of is the big three for me. Al Green, Curtis, and Bobby Womack. I mean, I could go, obviously, Marvin Gaye, Stevie, all of them. But those three right there, the Isley Brothers, I mean, those three, uh, Curtis, Al, and Bobby, you're straight with that shit. Anyway, Damaris Pritchard has been arrested, felony count. Somehow, someway, he was released after posting $5,000 bond. You're going to jail, motherfucker. You're going to jail for throwing hot oil on somebody at your job at Wendy's instead of just saying, you know what, you're right. Customer's always right. Uh, we'll give you another order of curly fries. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. <sighs> so many sick fucks, so little time. And people go, why don't you do more? It, it takes a toll on you psychologically. It takes a toll on you emotionally to break these sick fucks down. It ain't easy. It ain't as easy as I make it look. I am Rappaport. 
John Gruden is out as Las Vegas Raider coach. Unless you've been living under a rock. His emails from, I don't know, 2011, 2014 came out where he said the head of the players union, I can't remember his name, I'm not fact checking. He said something, I think it was, the head of the players union is a black dude. He said, amongst other things, the head of the players union, something Smith, his lips are the size of Michelin tires, which is obviously uh, not good. Racist uh, comment. He also said that Roger Goodell is a F word. I asked my friend, what did he say about Roger Goodell? And he texted me. He said he called him the F word. You can't even text it to people when you're asking about something that somebody else said because at this point, if you say it, even though you're just quoting somebody else, who the fuck knows? Because if they're scrubbing these guys' emails, who the fuck knows whose emails are next? He also called smoking Joe Biden a clueless bitch. No, a clueless pussy. He talked about the NFL uh, forcing the St. Louis Cardinals, they were the then St. Louis Cardinals, to draft Michael Sam. Remember him, the player who came out as openly gay, who turned out to not be that great of an NFL player, uh, but he won Man of the Year and Sportsman of the Year and the ESPN Awards and all that shit. He said a bunch of wild shit. Now... I think Gruden fucked up because Gruden should have just said, listen, these emails were a long time ago. I already knew that I said those things. I'm already ahead of it. I've been thinking about them. I've changed. I don't speak that way. I don't think that way. Just as the NFL has presto changeo, changed their ways, I have changed mine as well. I am sorry that I offended this group, that group, and every other group. Like I said, they were years ago, and I've already grown past them, but I am deeply sorry to who I offended, and I will continue to continue to grow and educate myself and bring peace and harmony to the world and to the NFL. He should have said something like that. He didn't say anything like that, but this is, this is not about John Gruden. I like John Gruden as a character. I like John Gruden as a coach. I, I, you know, I, I don't know John Gruden. I don't care. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who he led to his Super Bowl, removed him from the Ring of Honor, basically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Hall of Fame. He stepped down as coach, possibly giving up $60 million. Apparently, he's going to get the $60 million. And when he came out with the racist comments, that didn't do the trick. And then they brought in the big guns. They brought in the fact that he called Roger Goodell an F-word. He called uh, a couple other people F-words. He called smoking Joe Biden a clueless pussy. And he was basically just talking a lot of shit. Like I said, 
I, I don't believe in this cancel culture. The NFL is totally full of shit. The NFL railroaded, no matter what you think. Colin Kaepernick, we all know it. Who cares what our opinion is? They railroaded him. He never played another game of football. He's never going to be playing another game of football. I'm not talking about him getting Nike money or a settlement or any of that shit. Out of all those emails, John Gruden said many, many, many things. No one responded. None of the other good old boy owners from the Deep South responded saying anything. There's no other emails from any other owners. He was going at the uh, the owner of the Washington uh, football team, formerly the Washington Redskins. Now, all of a sudden, like I said, presto changeo, the NFL. No one curses. No one uses any slang. You don't call your opponents bitch-ass motherfuckers. You don't tell your uh, your players to run fast, you fat, lazy motherfucker. You can't say run fast, you fat, lazy motherfucker. I'll cut you. You got to say, oh, run fast. Try your best. Try your best, Jimmy. It's okay. Keep keep trying. That's what you're going to say to your linebacker. You can't call him a fat, lazy motherfucker anymore. You can't do it because the precedent is being set. The precedent is being set. I want to read the emails from Jimmy Jones and the rest of the owners, uh, the private emails, when they were dealing with the Kaepernick issue. You don't think any one of those owners said any off-color wild shit about Colin Kaepernick and the whole Black Lives Matter situation? I do. I fucking do. Jimmy Jones has the accent of some Django Unchained shit. His accent sounds like a whip like it's lashings. He sounds like he comes from good, 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 deep, deep, deep-rooted slave owners. There's players in the NFL, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson of the Los Angeles Rams. Just a year ago, he was up there quoting Hitler. I said, don't cancel him. They didn't cancel him. He was quoting Hitler. Antonio Brown, who plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's got a laundry list of crazy shit. I think he scored three touchdowns last week. He was on NFL Today. He's like, uh, you know, he's Mr. Nice Guy now. Still playing in the NFL. There's plenty of players with drunk driving, this charge, drunk driving, that charge. There's all sorts of fucking shit in the NFL. But John Gruden is the sacrificial raider. Again, I care neither here nor there about John Gruden. Deshaun Jackson was quoting Hitler last year. I haven't seen him in a in a temple. Antonio Brown is buck fucking wild. The reason why Antonio Brown is in the NFL because Robert Kraft and Tom Brady wanted him to play for the New England Patriots. That's the only reason why. Because Tom Brady got the keys to the motherfucking kingdom, not the castle. He runs the whole park. 
You think if Tom Brady didn't co-sign for Antonio Brown, he'd be playing in the NFL? It's a fucking joke. And now uh, the kid who plays for the Raiders, Carl Nassib, who's the first NFL openly gay player actually playing on a roster, he's sitting out. He sat out after practice. He sat out practice the other day because of all the hysteria with the John Gruden fallout. A coach can't say, hey, motherfucker, you need to get your fucking ass in practice. I'm going to cut you. You can't say that to a motherfucker now. Can't say it to this guy. Who knows what kind of trauma he's going through with the John Gruden thing. But how do you coach athletes in this day and age? Get the fucking rebound, you dumb motherfucker. Oh, sorry. Hey, um, Mr. Uh, Johnson, number 15, sir, hey, could you hustle a little bit harder? Would you mind, sorry, hustling a little bit harder if, if it's okay and trying to get that rebound? Fuck out of here. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, it's time. It is time, ready or not, here comes the NBA season. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing The NBA is here. The shortest offseason in the history of the NBA is over, and the path towards Championship 2022 is coming next Tuesday, October 19th. This is not a test. The NBA is back, and it is and always will be fantastic. 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific time. The NBA kicks off on the 19th. The Nets at the championship Milwaukee Bucks. This is the most wonderful time of the year. For everybody except Kyrie Irving, who is on some freedom fighting tour about giving voice for the voiceless when nobody asked him to. Nobody asked you, Kyrie. You're not going to change anybody's opinion about getting or not getting the vaccination. I haven't seen you in bed I haven't seen you in Brownsville, East New York. You're not doing any of that shit you said you were going to be doing for Brooklyn. You sat out games, you sat out weeks last year when there was no vaccination issue going on. You just sit out games. There's no I in team, but there is an I in COVID. There is no I in team, but there is an I in vaccine. He won't take the vaccine, but he says that's not what it's about. It's about vaccine mandates. I don't understand. Good, fuck them. Listen, fuck them. The Nets are already stacked. They've ruined the NBA even worse than it's already been with this big three shit. And they have the most unlikable big three in the history of the NBA. I have no sympathy for the Brooklyn Nets. But I will be at the game courtside. And I'll always root and support any New York team. I will be so happy if one day the Brooklyn Nets won a championship. Obviously, I would love the New York Knicks to win a championship before the Brooklyn Nets. But I am not a Brooklyn Nets hater. I don't hate on any New York teams ever. Period. Never will. Never have, never fucking will do that. But they get zero sympathy. The most unlikable big three in the NBA. I also have no sympathy for Ben Simmons, Rich Paul, or any of these goofies 
in Philadelphia, the fighting city of Philadelphia, where I am this weekend, all weekend at Helium Comedy. They deserve better. Of course I'm going to be talking about this during my stand-up shows at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend. All tickets are available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com, michaelrappaportcomedy.com, and I'll be in Orlando next weekend. San Francisco the first weekend of November, and then in my city, New York City, the 11th, 12th, and 13th, right on Broadway. But this isn't about me. This is about the Western Conference. This is a full breakdown of the Western Conference. We'll tackle the Eastern Conference on Tuesday's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast episode. And you can go to The Captain Picks for a think tank, a deep dive think tank of the entire NBA opening night. We'll have the Warriors in La La Land taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I'm going to be honest. I actually watched the other night as the Warriors played the Lakers, and these are my thoughts. Number one, it was bugged out to see LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony on the court playing a professional basketball game. It ain't the Olympics. It ain't an all-star game. It was, it was a trip to see them. The Banana Boat Buddies are playing for the Los Angeles Laker team. Remember, a few years ago when LeBron, when Carmelo was out of the league, LeBron didn't come calling for Melo. Don't forget, Carmelo was out of the league and LeBron did not come grabbing him out of the water. He drove off in the banana boat, but it was cool. It was bugged out to see them both start for the Lakers. It'll be bugged out to see them. Russ and AD, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a strong team. The actual Monstars are on the court at the same time. And it was like a fucking NBA All-Star game. You're just not used to seeing it. LeBron looks bigger. And I'll be honest, objectively, he looks slower than usual. I know it's preseason. He looked a little slow. He didn't look this bouncy. We know he's like 55 years old. But nonetheless, this team is going to be a major, major problem every single night out. Again, it means nothing, but they went 0-5 in preseason, which is not a concern. It's preseason, but the other night the Lakers killed them without Draymond, without Clay. Who I didn't realize Clay Thompson is out till January. I was like, "Fuck, man!" I wanted to see the season start off with Clay Thompson. Everybody wants Clay back, whether you hate the Warriors or not. Everybody loves Clay. Everybody respects Clay, and I didn't realize he's not playing until January, man. I hope he comes back healthy and is his normal self. I'm praying and hoping that he does. That being said, the Lakers look a little thin when it comes to the bench. Ariz is out. THT are out for over a month each. Rondo's there. Kendrick Nunn from the Heat is there. Malik Monk from the Hornets, who I like, is there. And they got that rookie, Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Hillbilly Kobe, from the University of Oklahoma. Then a bunch of guys I never heard of. There's guys I literally have never heard of. Obviously, they got Wayne Ellington and DeAndre Jordan, but there's a few guys I'm like, who, what, where, when? I had to Google these fucks. Needless to say, the Lakers are going to be a problem. You can't count them out of anything. Personally, I don't think they're going to last the entire season. I feel like injuries are going to be the issue for the Lakers. And as much as I want to see them fail, I would love to see all of them on their court failing at the same time collectively as a group. Once again, there is no I in team. I like to see the entire team fail 
together. But aside from the Lakers, let's talk about contenders, not pretenders, contenders. Let's start with the Suns, who got better. The Suns are going to be another issue. They got CP3. They got Booker, Ayton, Bridges, Johnson, Crowder. You know the name. You know the game. They added JaVel McGee, Chandler Hutcherson, and Landry Shamet. I think he's French. Shamalama Shamet. Plus, they lost nobody. Okay? They shat the bed in the finals versus the Milwaukee Bucks, but they came back. They got their whole crew. They lost nobody, and they added good pieces. They're going to be a major issue again in the West. The Jazz. They got the same cast of characters led by Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He does whatever a spider can. Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Smoking Joe Ingles, Bogey, Clarkson, and more. They also added my guy Rudy Gay, who's still in the fucking league. At one point, I think he was out of the league. Now he's back in the league. He's been back in the league. He's going to play until he's like 50. They also got a son, Whiteside, who I can't figure out, and uh, Eric Pascal of the Warriors, who is best friends with Spider Mitchell. They got better, but I do not think the Jazz are, I just don't think they're ready. I still don't think that they are ready to be a championship team. They're going to be good. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be fun. They're going to be well coached. They're a contender, but ultimately they ain't ready for the rings. They ain't get no rings in Utah yet. The Blazers, they got better. They did a little addition by subtraction. Carmelo uh, is gone, obviously, with the Lakers. They got young guys, the kid Simmons, Nazir Little. They also added Larry Nance Jr. I'm always going to have a problem with Larry Nance and Larry Nance Jr. for beating Dr. J in that slam dunk contest and I believe, 1983. I've never gotten over that. I don't think Dr. J got over it. I don't think fans of Dr. J ever got over it. But neither here nor there, Larry Nance Jr. is a nice piece. They picked up Cody Zeller, who's been on uh, the Hornets his whole career, who's going to be backing up Nurkic. I like Cody Zeller. I hope Nurkic can stay healthy because that's a huge piece. So they got Dame, they got CJ, they got Covington, they got Norman Powell. And if Nurkic could stay healthy, this could be a breakthrough year for the Portland Trailblazers. I think everything hangs on the big shoulders of Nurkic staying healthy. He's been in and out for the last two, three seasons. You got to get refamiliarized. You got to get ready because the NBA is here. I can't fucking wait. The Mavericks, we got to talk about Luka and the Mavericks. Luka is about to be a man on the mission. He had a bronze medal run for Slovenia. Okay? It was him and Goran, the dragon, Dragic versus the world. They won that bronze. They still got Porzingis. They were having some beef. You heard about some uh, beef last year at the end of the season between them. Hopefully Porzingis, Tingus, Pingus. Who the fuck is Tingus, Pingus? I never heard of fucking Latinia. You drafted this fucking kid. You stupid motherfuckers, you. Tingus fucking Pingus. That's me all day. Hopefully he could stay healthy. They got Hardaway Jr., Brunson and the crew. They also added my man Reggie Bullock from the Knicks. And big man Moses Brown, who you may remember on the Thunder. Any big man named Moses, I like. Starting and ending with the great Moses Malone. 
Luca came to training camp looking leaner and meaner. I think this is his fourth season. It's going to be a problem. It, it all hangs on uh, health. But we know Luca's on the the train. He wants that MVP. Okay? Dame Dollar's going to be going for it. Booker's going to be going for it. And, of course, CP3. And LeBron, LeBron James was the MVP until he got hurt last year. Let's just keep it fucking real, keep it funky. It's going to be good, though. But those are my contenders out of the West. There's a lot of injuries. Like I said, Klay Thompson, he ain't playing until January. You still got Steph and Draymond. Who the fuck knows what Draymond's going to do? Draymond's like got one foot in retirement already, in my opinion. He's still very productive, but he's got one foot in retirement, one foot in broadcasting, and one foot still playing for the Golden State Warriors. Kawhi Leonard, he ain't playing till March, if you're lucky. And I'll bet you he won't come back if the Clippers aren't doing well. Jamal Murray on the Nuggets, you still got the MVP, the Joker, who won the MVP of the regular season last year, which means nothing, means nothing. And the $200 million unvaccinated man, Michael Porter. But starting off with Jamal Murray is a big hit. Also starting the season injured, Zion, who quietly broke his foot in the offseason. Nobody knows how, nobody knows why, nobody knows what the fuck happened. They added uh, Jonas Valanciunas and Devontae Graham, who I like. They still have B. Ingram, B.I., but uh, Zion is starting the season on the injured reserve list. It's hard to take the Clippers fucking seriously. It's hard to take any of those teams truly seriously uh, with those injuries. And as much as I love Golden State, I just, they, they need another guy. They, they need another guy. And, and I fuck with the Warriors so much. And I would love to see the Clippers at full strength. They just, they're not, they're not ready. Kawhi or no Kawhi, they're just not ready. But I'll tell you some teams that are dark horses, and I mean dark. No disrespect to the Grizzlies, the Spurs, or the Kings, who I like, because they play tough, they play defense, all right? They're deep, and they try fucking hard every single night, but I like what is brewing in Minnesota. Young, deep, long, no Bruno. No fucking Bruno, no Cuomo. Young, deep, long, and hungry. Yo, it's getting freaky deaky in here. Did I say young, deep, long, and hungry? Uh, nonetheless, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a nice team. They got Pat Beverly, who I think will bring some toughness, obviously, to the Timberwolves. They're going to be a problem child team every night. Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, my guy D'Angelo Russell. And the kid who I think should have been the rookie of the year, Anthony Edwards. I love that fucking kid. They got Malik Beasley, who's back from jail. They also got some stuffers, defensive tough guys. Ogie, Pat Bev, McDaniels, Naz Reed is nice off the bench. And Teron Prince is a good backup. I'm telling you, the Timberwolves, if they're focused, hungry, and invested, they have a good young team. They could be an issue. Are they going to win a championship? No. But if they flourish and play up to their capabilities, that is a good fucking team. That's a nice, strong, tough, long, deep, hungry. God damn it. Why do I keep saying young, deep, and long? What the fuck? 
Nonetheless, if I had to pick today, and I'm on record, who is coming out of the wild, wild west? Drum roll, please. You hear the drums. If I had to pick today, I am predicting running it back with the Phoenix Suns who have unfinished business to attend to. That's right. They ain't coming in there to play games. They tasted it last year. It tastes real good. Success tastes good. And I'm running it back with the Phoenix Suns. You could take my advice right now. Bet right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code DINGO. D-I-N-G-O. You hear the sirens. That ain't an ambulance. That's a car taking it to the fucking bank. Go to mybookie.ag, bet on who is going to win every single night, or you could bet right now who you think is going to win it all this season. At mybookie.ag, of course, they have uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, WNBA Finals, which I'm never going to care about. I'm sorry, ladies. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. But a lot of people do, so bet on it. College football coming up, college basketball, mybookie.ag, use the promo code Dingo, D-I-N-G-O. And if you need help making money, join the community. The community crew of winners at CaptainPicks.com. CaptainPicks.com. What more can I say? To quote the great Sean Carter, what more can I say? We came, we saw, we conquered, we came, we saw, we disrupted. What a great episode. Fuck. If you're in Philly, come see me perform at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, next weekend in Orlando, two weekends after that, San Fran, weekend after that, right here in Money Making Manhattan, New York City. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real proper, but most importantly... And this puppy with something real loud and real funky. See, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. <laughs>